1: Hey, this is John Vampatella, author of The Forgotten Game. You're listening to Jeff and Len on the Baseball and Barbecue Podcast.
2: The gods are here, babe and Jackie, grab some sauce. Jeff, welcome you. Here's baseball and barbecue.
3: Hi, this is Gary Mack of the Mets Musings Podcast. And
4: if you like barbecue and you like baseball, then you have to listen to baseball and BBQ with Jeff and Len. They always have the best guests from the world of baseball and the world of barbecue all in one little package. So check it out. Baseball and BBQ with Len and Jeff.
2: Okay, guys, take it away.
5: It's a beautiful day, so let's play ball. Welcome to Baseball and Barbecue, This is episode 158, and I am here with Jeff, the mad ranter Cohen. And you are Leonard Hollywood Abraman. You got it. And we welcome you to our show. Excited that, you know, Jeff, I, I am so excited that we're back now people might not even realize that we were ever gone <laughs> but you know we we did a little bit of um work beforehand you you went away on a trip yes you were gone for a couple of weeks i was and we'll talk quickly about that but we did a little bit of uh, planning ahead so that we had episodes ready and nobody missed it because we made sure we were timely but Jeff, you were away for two weeks. You want to tell us a little, tell the fans of the show, where did you go?
0: Uh, I went to the Holy Land. I went to Israel. And then, uh, then one day we went to Jordan to visit the city of Petra, which if you never heard of Petra, did you ever see the movie Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade?
5: Oh, yeah. of course. At the end,
0: it was at the temple. Yes. That's where that was filmed.
5: You sent me that picture. That yes. was very cool. Right away. You yes. you see that picture and you know, hey, that's 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 Indiana Jones. That's Raiders, whatever.
0: Yes. And they actually that's this that's the selling point, I guess, because there's they put a lot of, uh, I guess, Indiana Jones merchandise stuff there. So merchandise, that's what sells, you know, like like uh Mel Brooks used to say in Spaceballs, merchandise. sells.
5: <laughs> now, when you said you you said you went to the Holy Land.
0: Yes. Went to Israel. Yes. And toured Israel from all the way up in Haifa, Tel Aviv, Jerusalem, down to Eilat, uh, and spent a couple of weeks uh, touring the country. Uh, it, was, it was fun.
5: Yeah. And Jeff, let's get right back to that. But I just want to let everybody know that basketball is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds. Team matchup information, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. It's always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether that's the NFL, the NBA, the NHL. MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. So head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online, where the game starts. And Jeff, when you said the Holy Land I'm trying to think like in baseball terms or barbecue. Let's see, the Holy Land could be somewhere in Texas, somewhere in Kansas City, you know, and baseball related. I don't know. Maybe it's like Cooperstown. Yeah, know, right. <laughs> <laughs> two like,
0: weeks in Cooperstown is a long time.
5: <laughs> so it's great to have you back. It was a long two weeks without you. And, uh, you, you, of course, the World Series, the play. Well, let's see, The pl- the when you left, had the, the World Series, had the playoffs ended when you left?
0: No. Still so, the,
5: so still had the playoffs. And and then, of course, the World Series was going on. Let's, now, let's in-
0: put it this way. I returned with game five. I've actually gotten the house and saw the, the second half of game five.
5: Okay. In Israel, the World Series... They're, they don't care. They no. care. What? No, no, no. <laughs> no, no. But you did mention that the people uh, are walking around with a lot of Met hat, uh, Yankee, Yankee hats. Uh, Yankee, Yankee hats. hats.
0: Yeah, that, definitely. I mean, the people wearing baseball hats were, were Yankees. I mean, I saw a Blue Jay hat here, Rangers hat here, Boston hat here, but majority of Yankees. And any place that sold. Hat you know which is israel or whatever or jerusalem or right. wherever you're going they also sold yankee hats wow I, I there was racks of yankee hats i couldn't believe it
5: <laughs> wow that's that's quite that's interesting so now we know that israel is Yankee town. It is a yankee town <laughs> <laughs> so jeff this is episode 158 and we have three great guests two of them in one segment and this is one you found you yes. found these people so why don't you tell us about who they are and uh, give us a little background but in one second because the other one we should we should say we've got that interview with jeff is going to talk about and then after that we've got matt dolman which we'll tell you about too so go ahead jeff
0: well yeah i found this this website called baseballmapper.com, and it was really cool i checked out they have this, this map. That they pin all different baseball stadiums, and not just professional. but They're going to college and uh, independent leagues. They even act, act, actually you can filter it for just museums, uh, NCAA, minor leagues, and it was really really interesting just going through how, how they did this. Now the, their name is Patrick Newt and Corey. Let me know last name. I think it's
5: Corey Neeson. Corey, Corey Neeson, right? Yeah. yeah.
0: And yeah, it was an interesting conversation.
5: Yeah, it was very interesting. Patrick, we, we said in the interview, Patrick is like, um, he's kind of the, the the more... Corey does all the behind-the-scenes work. That's <laughs> us put it that way. And Corey is a Chicago Cubs fan. And Patrick is a Chicago White Sox fan. And it's like the yin and the yang. They get along great. And they were just very entertaining. Baseballmapper.com. You could really spend a lot of time on that site. And uh, and I guess you have. I have. Yes. I have. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they met at a pizza shop. They they call it a shop. We call it a parlor. I don't want to give it all away. But as I'm listening to it again, because it had been a it had been a little while since we had them on, I guess the season hadn't ended yet. It was just about to end. Uh huh. So I'm listening to it again to familiarize myself again with the episode with with their interview, and there were just things that I had forgotten, and I think uh, I think people are really going to enjoy it. And then after that, of course, you'll you'll hear in the interview that Patrick and Corey comment that we have a quite a, an extensive catalog of shows, baseball and barbecue, right? right. And, you know, it's funny because I agree with them. Of course, Uh, I might be biased. No, (laughs) but I went back and listened to this one with Matt Dahlman because this is a repeat, but it is definitely worth a second listen. Some people may not have heard it yet. Other people may want to hear it again. But Matt Dahlman was it was. Was really great as well. So, Jeff, what do you think? Let's get to baseballmapper.com with Patrick Newt and Corey Neeson.
0: It is very interesting when looking for baseball websites, and I came across one that fascinated me. Baseballmapper.com is a brainchild of our guests, Patrick Newt and Corey Nesson. Just check out their map and look at all their baseball pins. Hover over them, and you will see the team name. And when you click it, more pertinent information. It is really a site for baseball fans to explore and dive into from Alaska to Puerto Rico, and every team in between. Not only that, the site contains the map, the blog, shop, news, and their travels. Baseball Mapper is part of the Curved Brim Media Network. Welcome, Patrick and Corey.
5: Welcome, guys.
0: Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks a lot. Why don't you tell us, how did you guys meet, and how did you guys hook up with this great website that you, that you made here?
4: Oh, let me talk. Let me talk about how we met. Cora. Okay, let let me talk about that part.
5: You talk about special? the met. Is it a special <laughs> meeting that you want to well, discuss?
4: We've uh we've been friends for a long time. We've been childhood friends for a long time. We met actually at one of our first jobs that we ever had was uh if you are familiar with the Chicago Land area, Rosati's Pizza is a staple in almost every strip mall around around the Chicago Land suburbs. We met there when we were uh, 15 and 16. It was our summer job, and we pretty much kept the kitchen running, uh, the two of us together. Uh, he was the all time pizza chef, really pretty good at it. We wound up working like crazy over uh, weekends. And, you know, it was busy times in the summer. And we became friends. We went to school together. And he's a year older than me, which I always remind him of. <laughs> But, uh, you know, he went off to college uh, first and and I went away to the military, but we've always stayed in touch. And then I came back home and Corey came back home to raise a family. And we've been friends for, man, like 25 years. When you think about that, that's crazy.
0: It is. It is. Thank thank you for your service. So, Corey, go ahead. How did you come up with this map of yours? All right. So uh, Patrick and I about...
3: I don't know, 15 years ago, started going on a a baseball trip every summer. We wanted to see all the MLB parks. And so in addition to that, we would want to go to and see and eat all the local food for that area. So, for example, like Kansas City, we're going to go to the barbecue joints and things like that. Thank you for Um, saying
5: that, by the way. (laughs) thank you. That was (laughs) right.
3: It's it's a huge part of trail, right? Eat the food from where you're at. Anyway, as we kept doing this, and Patrick had some experience going to minor league ballparks uh, from the military, we started to pick up a minor league uh, ballpark along the way. So, you know, we'd go to um, a major league game, and then uh, hopefully a minor league game or an independent league game or something like that. But the problem was is that we couldn't find the schedules and the even just the teams. We didn't we weren't aware of all the teams that were out there. So as it goes i'm a i'm a data scientist during the daytime and um i had the ability to sort of collate all these teams and and things on a map where it made it easy for us to uh when we were choosing a destination for the summer to pick out another game or two we could tag on to our trip and and so it ended up being a tool for us that i thought would be useful for others as well and and so we released it to the public uh during COVID when we thought we'd have a great 2020 travel season Mm -hmm. Uh, and um, as it turns out the map we made a like a COVID sub map that ended up being really useful because there were teams that were playing that summer and that COVID map helped us us find those particular teams that were playing and get to those games so that was pretty much it it was it was a tool for us that uh, became you know it was obviously useful for a lot of baseball travelers as well so
5: all right. So I, I've got to ask you, uh, Jeff, Jeff just asked you the, the important stuff, but I'm going to ask you something equally important. Patrick, you said that uh, Corey was the pizza chef.
4: Yeah, he was. Oh. Uh, he, he was the pizza chef. I was in the uh, kitchen making uh, the pasta, the beef sandwiches, you know, all the cool things you see. What's that show that's out right now? It's Mr. Mr. Beast. I think it is or something like that. That's like Chicago Chicagoland, Chicagoland uh, kitchen. Uh, For like Italian beef sandwiches. I mean, that's what Rosati's really is. So, you know, busy, a busy, popular place. A lot of deliveries. Yeah, that was one of our first jobs.
5: New York, the one of the best things about pizza. I don't think they do it as much now, but is watching them spin the pizza in the air. You know, (laughs) do they do that in Chicago?
3: Oh, here we go. We're we're on the phone with New Yorkers right now. (laughs) We're talking pizza. That's
5: right. (laughs) That's right. You got a problem with that? (laughs) You
3: cannot (laughs) spit a deep dish pizza on your finger. Uh, But no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we worked on twirling them a little, the thin crust, that is. And we also created and served the uh, deep dish as well.
5: And also i was speaking of uh, differences between the pizza i happen to you know explore your website and it tells about you and of course if you go on baseballmapper.com you'll see how they met and it says tw- 20 years ago in a pizza it well it says in a pizza shop can can i just say what the heck is a pizza oh, shop God. it's a pizza parlor just- So i okay so i i associate a parlor. this is i like i like
4: playing with the words and let's really dive in to the lexicon right the, the parlor to me is a place where people can sit and it's a dining area and Corey, we didn't really have a dining area at Rosati's; it was really a takeout delivery there are a Take couple out. of Rosati's that are restaurant style but to me a parlor is uh is a place where you can essentially you could have like a graduation party you couldn't do that in the front counter of Rosati's in grays lake illinois it's a shop
5: All right. So now now, Patrick, I happen to you know, we we research very well for this show. Oh, Um, I'm already
4: interested as to where this is going next. Well, I I just a mystery.
5: Well, the one thing is you you talked about words and I know that you uh, were a an English teacher. That is definitely I can understand why you would that would be of interest to you. But you're no longer an English teacher.
4: I am no longer an English teacher. It's actually it, part of what happened during 2020 is, you know, the world shuts down. Corey's home from work. I'm home from, te- from teaching. I'm having to do everything remotely. And, uh, it's part of what allowed us to really the opportunity to work on baseball mapper because we had some, I don't think we had downtime. I just don't think we had set hours of work, you know? So even as a teacher, I have kids who are logging on to, to watch my videos. I would do recordings of Shakespeare and I, I'm, I'm trying to teach freshmen Romeo and Juliet over YouTube, you know, and, uh, but they are logging on at 10 o'clock in the morning. They're taking a test at three o'clock in the afternoon. It's unprecedented time. We have to be flexible, which means Corey and I are spending a lot of time researching baseball teams, getting on social media and uh, really, really kind of, driving and, and spreading the word about the website and, and finding other baseball people, people who love the sport, grew up with the sport, played the sport. Uh, their kids play the sport. They coach the, the sport. They, they uh, are collectors of the sport. So being at home, that was that was kind of like a kind of a blessing in, in, our, in our case. It really kind of allowed for us to do that. It was very hard for me to wrap my head around what I did for seven years as a teacher in a classroom with students and trying to imagine doing that remotely when we knew going into the next school year we were going to have to start the school year that way and Illinois was kind of under that for quite some time I'm sure you guys were in a similar situation in New York we were told as teachers we we were going to have to start the school year and it would be indefinite and students were going to be doing everything remotely for the unforeseen future. And I just, I couldn't do it. I, I, that was uh that was a hard, a hard choice to make. Plus with that in mind too, I also had uh, my own kids at home who were learning, including a, 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 then a first grader, he finished kindergarten on a computer. Mm-hmm. And so it was kind of an opportunity to help my kids to make sure I had a, you know, a high school kid, a a middle school kid and my first grader that I had a chance to kind of help teach at home, and and that that was kind of a blessing. I do miss teaching. There are things about teaching I absolutely love, but yes, English, high school English too. So yeah, I mean all of all of that stuff. Not just words, but literature. I love I love all of it.
0: Uh, Len, he might be going. Uh, has, I'm with your wife, so uh, his wife is an English teacher as well, high school. Yes. but you know, you obviously chose to go more important with the baseball mapper because obviously that's what you had here to talk about. <laughs> yeah. It worked out. Yeah, it worked out. <laughs> so, you know, I, I'm looking, you aren't, you have some stats on your page here. You, you have 65 leagues on the map, 859 stadiums, 942 individual teams on the map and 943 pins. That's a lot of pins.
5: <laughs> how More many Disney?
0: How, yeah. <laughs> how, how many of those have you actually gone to? Sorry, this you, you had to know this would come up man yeah every, this comes up
4: every time we talk to anybody yeah like we need to start counting we should count more or care to count more
5: you could make Just, it up. I, I, That's don't
4: have, I don't <laughs> have a a set number the only thing i have a really good number of is major league baseball
0: yeah i have been uh, to 15. yeah 15, 15 current i've been i've been a couple of them that have closed down a like candlestick and veteran right. stadium whatever
4: Right. I, I've been to 18 current major league stadiums. So minor league independent. Yeah,
3: I'm right in there with 18 as well. I just went to a Cubs game last week, which gave me an opportunity to log into my MLB ballpark app and see that number. So I think it's 18. I think they're all current, but I'm not I'm not totally sure
0: on that. Well, let me rephrase. Let me give you another question. then. And see. Which one was the most interesting to you? Uh, Of all the stadiums that you've been to, I mean, looking at this map, it's all over the place. But there must have been one or two stadiums that must have been, wow, this is really, you know, caught my eye and, you know, didn't expect this.
3: All right. So I'll need Patrick's help with the town name and the ballpark and all that stuff. But during COVID, we went to uh, Indiana. Was it Huntingburg?
4: Hunting. Thing I know I, we always want to add some additional words. Like Huntington. Hunting <laughs> right. I think it's, it's a really small town in Indiana. I think right. it's near the Kentucky border, actually. It's called, I think it's Huntingburg, Indiana, and it's home to League Stadium, which is where they filmed uh, League of Their Own. That so uh, yeah. yeah.
3: during Covid, the California Dogecoin independent team was unable to play at all in California. So they picked up and moved all the way to Indiana, where they leased this this uh, field for the summer, put together a four team pod, and just played against each other all summer long. And we saw one of those games, I think in October, and it was fantastic. Uh, there was hardly anybody there. Um, but you know, at the end of Covid, a long summer where we thought it was going to be over and then it wasn't over, it was just one of my best baseball trips ever was to that place. And part of it was because of Huntingburg or whatever Indiana was like a German town. Um, had german origins and we were able to go to a german restaurant and we were served beer in one of those glass boots you know so it, it the whole thing combined to make just a fantastic
5: weekend trip so just like you two you you guys are a team with your website and Jeff and I obviously are a team with this podcast and as you noticed I bring it off track and Jeff he he works very hard. And to bring every time it back. I think
0: I'm out, they pull me back in. <laughs>
5: Somebody has to be <laughs> diligent in the group, right? Exactly. So, but I, but I'll keep it on baseball for a little bit. I, I want to. I'm going to make a couple of suggestions. This baseball mapper is fantastic. Okay, I really enjoyed going through it. Some other things that you could map. I'll give you an example. Jeff and I found out that. Um, oh, Jeff, who who uh, who did we visit the the cemetery? Who who did we visit? Babe Ruth. And, uh, yeah, no, Luke but Garrig. people know where he, they're buried. Although that's something you could put on there. Oh, John Montgomery Real sites. Yeah. John Montgomery Ward. Now this was way he died way before he was posthumously elected to the Hall to the fame. Baseball Hall of Fame. So we found out that he his grave site was, you know, maybe, I don't know, 15 minutes from us, 20 minutes from us. So we went and we visited. And while we were there. We. You know, happen to come across another gravesite of a of a former player, not a Hall of Famer. As a suggestion, you could put on there, uh, you know, burial sites, or you, you know what? Another thing, because as I'm watching, uh, watching as I'm, you know, clicking on, you know, how you have all these George Washington slept here, and it, and it seems like he slept everywhere. You know, George Washington's all right. You could put on there, you know, famous places where. I don't know. Jackie Robinson was cited, or you know, or played, or different things, or different famous stadiums like Hinchliffe is uh, in Patterson, New Jersey. I know that and stuff. Just, just as I'm looking at it, I'm thinking of suggestions of different things you could do with it.
1: So, so there,
4: there is something on the map. If you saw, and it's an area that we've kind of grown each year. I'd say we add. I say the first year we doubled what we had on it. But since then, we we're kind of always adding to this little section. If you go in the top right corner of the map on the website, you can see the layers and you can unclick everything if you would like and unclick professional, un- unclick uh, collegiate summer, and you'd be left with museums. Oh, really? Okay. And so then those pins on the map are your locations that are points of interest. So some of these things like birthplaces or the Field of Dream Site or the Louisville Slugger Museum yeah. obviously the Negro Leagues mm. Negro Leagues Museum the Ballpark Museum in Denver Colorado uh, you know Babe Ruth's birthplace a lot of places that like you like you mentioned if you're a baseball fan and you're in the area for a game or you're traveling through the area, chances are you'd want to stop at one of these places too, if you knew it was there. And that's really what the whole point of the map was in the first place was to draw attention to the baseball. You don't even know is there because you know, there there's always been a resource with minor baseball.com to be able to find the geographical affiliated teams, but there was no organization for independent. There was no organization for collegiate summer. And those collegiate woodbat leagues are all over the country. And mm-hmm. it's like on your way to go to this minor league park or even to this pro park, because there's a, how many people are, I mean, you guys have to know like the 30, the 30 ballparks is, is a goal for a lot of people. We we're a part of a club, you know, yeah. like there's a lot of people <laughs> sure. in this group, but You'd also want to go to the Northwoods league. And if you were in Traverse city uh, with family, you would check out the Traverse city pit spitters, even though it's collegiate summer ball and it's a lot lower level. It's still a good time as a baseball fan. So yeah, yeah, we're always trying to add some more. And actually that's one of the pages on the website kind of, allows people to contact us. I think that's how you guys reached us as well. Like contact us if there's, if you have information of things that we need to include, sites that are left off, leagues that we need to update. Uh, This resource only works as a real resource for everybody if it's current and the links are good and you can click a link and get to a website and buy tickets. That's what matters.
0: Yeah, and the, the links. I know I didn't. I didn't click on everyone, but the links I did click, click, clicked on do work. So that's great. <laughs> I love the names of some of these teams. I mean, looking around. I mean, who would have thought the Florence Yalls? Uh-huh. <laughs> that's a great name. Uh, the Charlotte Knights, the Red Sox, obviously. The uh, Dirty Charleston Dirty Birds. I know we call the Cardinals the Dirty Birds, but the the Bowling Green Red Hot Hot Red Hot Rods. I mean these these names are great yeah yeah and and that's
4: something too that uh you know we actually one of our one of our partners in Curve Media his name is Paul Caputo he does work for sportslogos.net and actually has his own podcast that talks about uh the design the logo and the branding designs and how they came about these names and so like he has a podcast about the Charleston Dirty Birds, and they were a rebrand of the old uh, West Virginia Power, I believe, and they became, which is tied to the mining, the mining heritage in that area, and they they changed to Charleston in, instead of just being West Virginia, and uh, the Dirty Birds, the like the old uh, idiom, the uh, canary in the coal mine, that's the reference to that, and so you find out which mm-hmm. is, what is so great about these smaller teams you know as opposed to the the 30 major league teams uh, on the map all of these other teams over 900 like you said a lot of these teams they're local as local as it gets and they have a they have a a, a nickname a team name that is important to the community it's it's specifically targeted to the people who live there because those people are not just the season ticket holders. They're the host families, right? They're the, the people who are going to be there all the time. And, and that's actually, you know, and I, I'm not going to speak for Corey hundred percent, although a lot of times I do, <laughs> Um, I will, I will say that we've grown to have probably the most fun at these smaller parks, traveling the country and going to these places where baseball is like, it's either a bowling alley, a movie theater, or a ball game. You know, if you have a family, what are you going to choose? And it's like these these teams are really important to their community, and it shows.
0: Sure.
3: No, okay. you can do things at some of these ballparks, these small ones, that you can't at a major league ballpark. So uh, we went to a game in Montana uh, last year and sat around a fire pit and watched a game, right? So you can't mm-hmm. do that at, at a Cubs game. So there's there's experiences out there that um, – that, that go beyond what you can what you can have and what you can experience at a major league game. Second point real quick before we go on is that the map I think becomes a resource for people who are interested in the cool logos themselves because we did put a, a picture of every logo on there. Um, so there are people like yourselves who, who just kind of click through and end up making their way to the store and buying hats. Um, so we, we've become a, a resource to connect these cool logos and these people who collect hats, something we didn't expect
0: going in, but we've we've heard a lot of positive feedback on. It. So it's pretty cool. And I should say the the map is not just the United States. Here in Canada and and Mexico, even down. I'm surprised there's a, a, a ballpark in Cancun.
4: Uh, and and that's the thing too. People are contacting us to add more. I mean, there's a, a lot of baseball in Europe to add. Uh-huh. Korean baseball league, Australian baseball, yeah, Jap- Japan, Japanese baseball league. So like, the, people are like, when are you going to add this? When are you going to? And it's like, I don't know, Corey. When are you going to add that? <laughs> Corey is that, you know? It's easy for me because I I'll respond to people and be like, yeah, man, yeah, well, that's a great idea. We should do that. And I'm like, Corey, can we do this? I don't. And that's Corey makes the magic happen with the website.
5: So yeah. So Jeff, you're I, I'm trying to figure out like who Jeff, you're you're more a Corey. <laughs> Yeah, I guess so.
4: <laughs> you know, I, and Len, I said, we'll we'll just take things. We'll put things off. We'll just go off topic and just have conversations. That's yeah, kind exactly. of exactly
5: that's what we do.
0: I you know <laughs> I I would suggest maybe uh, you know a lot of a lot of pro players come from Dominican Republic and Venezuela. Maybe uh, putting a pin or two there, just a suggestion.
4: No, and that's and that's a thing too. Like there are people, and it's not just finding out too that another unintended consequence right like we're thinking this is a tool to help travelers like us because we love baseball and we will fit it into any trip we take a beach trip with the family guess what kids we're stopping at baseball they know that's the routine but other users of the site include players so players could be using the site and looking for teams that they can independent teams that they can join or you reach out to, you know, just as other, you know, find out on their website, when are they hold, holding tryouts or whatever? Mm-hmm. So yeah, when you have such a large contingent of foreign players or players, like Latin players in that area, it's like, I want to, I want to be able to have as much of that as possible on there. It, it, and our goal has always been like, if you can get a ticket to see it, it should be on the map. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care if it's, anywhere you want to sit and it's like somebody wheels in a cart of hot dogs and it's just basically people sit in their lawn chairs or it's a 10,000 seat minor league stadium or a a stadium that used to be an affiliated team. There's a lot of that in America. Mm -hmm. These teams that went away from, you know, the the New York Mets changed their affiliation and now uh, this great stadium that can hold a lot of people is been waiting to get a new team in its ballpark. And that's, that's kind of like, it's an opportunity for people to find them again and get back to those places.
5: Tell us about the, you, you've mentioned it a couple of times and I know it's on your site, the Curved Brim Media Network. What exactly is that?
4: Curved uh, Brim Media is a, a group, uh, a collective of baseball content creators. So again, one of the benefits of COVID, the pandemic shutting everything down in 2020, was it allowed people in our niche, right? These Just like you guys, I mean, I know you guys are up over 150 podcast episodes, like Mm -hmm. it's something you could count on doing and, and keep doing during that time. And some people got started with that. And so there's a couple of podcasters who got started who kind of do some different things who are a part of the collective group. There's a Twitter. He makes a Twitter videos about hats from his hack. He's a big time hat collector. His name's Pat. Uh, He's a part of it as well. Uh, Anna is a part of our group too, who has a also has a website. It's called Baseball Bucket List, and she really focuses on what are the things that people want to. Do. She looks at baseball kind of like in the, I'd say the relationship that we have with baseball, in in what makes us love it, like you know whether it's our family connection, our desire to travel, playing it as a kid, whatever, and. Uh, you know, finding out what, what are the things you really want to do? What are, what's on the main hit list of things you want to accomplish? Are you somebody who wants to go to all 30 ballparks? Are you, uh, are there certain games you want to go to, you know, whatever. So, and yeah, we joined that group as a part of it because our site kind of offers something different, but we all met on social media, really Twitter, baseball Twitterverse is, is uh, a great place. And you never, you'd never think you'd hear Twitter and great place in the same sentence.
0: (laughs) Really? Yes. Yeah,
4: it is for baseball. (laughs) And when you really kind of go there and and gear it, I mean, that's all our feed is. You know, Corey is a a whiz at putting that together and making sure that our feed is as much baseball as possible because there's so many people we can interact with. And it's not just travelers or ex-players or people in the front office of teams. It's also fans of Pro teams, you know, diehard Mets fans, die hard uh Braves fans. Yeah, we got them all. And we see all the memes that are coming out as as time goes on. But it's fun to interact because these are people as passionate about it as we are. So yeah.
0: yeah So Corey, uh, I see there's another page on your website for news well for baseball sources. So you collect it and it just you put it on a page. I was reading some of it today. The fun facts about AAA championships that, that was pretty pretty interesting. I didn't know there was yeah. open tryouts in Florida at the, in November. <laughs> I mean, I might be a little too old to play, but oh my God I' might go right. down. What the heck. <laughs>
3: yeah, so this goes back to like, I guess I've been on the web for a while now, and I used to have an RSS aggregator. so I would you know go to blogs, get their RSS feed, which then allows me to view all my favorite blogs in one place. And so this is kind of that I've taken all of the small and independent kind of uh, baseball websites I could find and aggregated all of their posts in one place. So that, again, mostly me um, (laughs) can can see some interesting, you know, uh, small time grassroots kind of baseball content and uh, figured it might be useful to somebody else, too. So we we put it
0: on the page. Uh, I well, I tell you, I'm loving this. I I really am. I mean, the more more I go into it, the more I love it.
4: He's a wizard. Like, what a great idea, right? So, like, (laughs) Corey's great. He's an idea guy. Just all these, he's like, you know, wouldn't it be cool if we did this? Mm -hmm. And you know, that's essentially we have our origin through a a text message that he uh, screenshotted and kept. What if we could put all baseball on one map like Mm that? That's Corey, and and uh, this idea of Find, you know, finding people who go to ballparks and rate their experiences, right. And, and give you a, a you know, there's, there's one guy, Malcolm, who I just, I, I just love this guy. I've never met him in person, but I love reading his blogs. And so mm-hmm. it, it became quick for Corey and I on that news page, just kind of start hit, making a hit list. Like mm-hmm. there's some bloggers that we connect to on, you know, Facebook or Twitter who are a resource. They, and we, not enough people are utilizing it, you know, probably because they can't find it just like the baseball that's all over the map. And so, you know, we found ourselves kind of reaching out, like, do you mind if we kind of include you? And we'll just, as as you add a post, you're back up on the top of the list for somebody else to find the next place you went to. And like he went to, I think it was the New Hampshire River, no, 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 New New Hampshire Fisher Cats, I believe. And he did a whole post. He was doing posts about like, Uh, staying at hotels and stuff like that in that are right outside of a ballpark. And he's got a whole blog post about that. And so he's linking to other ones. And I'm like, this is a great resource for, for travelers. So it's people like that. It's people who are, who, who really, I mean, these are people who are passionate about indie ball and they just make blog posts about all the different indie leagues that are Mm -hmm. out there, Atlantic, uh, American association, frontier league. And so if you're a baseball fan, you know, uh, there's stuff in there for you. It's a, it's a great resource.
5: And, and what's really amazing. and, And if I could be serious for a minute, because this is a serious subject is if you, if, if Corey and Patrick can get along and I'm going to tell you why, because I happen to know Patrick, you're a Chicago white Sox fan. And Corey, you're a Chicago Cubs fan. And yet you two our friends, I mean, good friends. Kumbaya. Can we all just use you as an example? Right. If you two can get along, all right. we all can. Get along. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah,
4: <laughs> so, that's, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't frame that way. God, if these two guys could get along, <laughs> then we're all in good shape,
5: right? <laughs> are you guys both still in the uh, in the Chicago area?
4: Yeah, we we, we both are. are- 45 minutes away from the city, 45 minutes to an hour away. And that's, that's the north side of the city. It's it's always, always kind of been that, been that way. way. i just been a fan of the Sox since I was a kid. And Corey's like the Cubs. And it's been nice as the Sox were good for a while and the Cubs were still so terrible to be like, you know, man, one day you guys will get that championship. I don't know if you'll see it, but it'll be fun. It'll be <laughs> nice with your is kids or something. Yeah, and yeah. they got good for a little while.
5: I don't mean to interrupt but all of a sudden, Patrick, there's like a echo in it. Does anybody else hear that or is it just me? You okay. I, I, I did not. I
3: don't know. Patrick and I are across the room from each other. so I don't know if that's part of the problem, but um you know i I, I take great satisfaction in the fact that the Cubs are the hottest team in baseball right now, <laughs> and, and the White Sox are the coldest team in baseball right now. Perhaps second to the Mets, I guess. But um, <laughs> all right. we finished strong. It's great. No, it, we, we get along with it fine. I don't mind going to White Sox games. He will hold his breath and and, and go to a Cubs game. Actually, I'm going to a White Sox game with him in, on Wednesday to see the last the last, game. The last home game. So, there you go. Um, yeah, we, we we get along fine. I don't take it that seriously, this Cub sox rivalry. I, I kind of think it's silly, but uh, Patrick's definitely more serious about
0: it. It's so. nothing like the Mets-Yankees uh, <laughs> that that's for sure. I got to tell you, Corey, though, the, the best T-shirt I've seen in a long time was the best night of baseball happened on a Wednesday night in Cleveland. Ah, it did, in <laughs> fact. <laughs> <laughs>
3: that is a great T-shirt. Obvious T-shirts, I think, created that one. Um, uh-huh. It's a, a Chicago-bred uh, organization. Um, I think my, my son's youth... Uh, sports, uh, youth baseball coach, I think was part of that, making those shirts during that run. And, uh they're still going strong, I think. Yeah,
2: they
0: are. Uh, one thing I did want to mention on the map. I mean, I did, my parents used to live in uh, Delaware. They only anymore, but we did go to, a, when my kids were young, we did go to the Delmarva Shorebirds games down in, uh, in, I guess, Virginia or Maryland, wherever that is. And I clicked on that today just for giggles. And I noticed that they actually after baseball season they're going to have an event for Halloween, and you know people can go there. It's a few dollars, and you know, they trick or treat or whatever. But it's something else. You know who would have known? I would have never known that if I didn't click on that.
4: Right. So I think that's what's important to note too is that people are allowed to go to these sites for, for the benefit of it all being in one place. Right. If you are if you can't go to see your baseball team like because the season's over, how many people go to that team's website and see it? Now, hopefully they they are doing things like following on social media because you'll find out about those events, right? Mm -hmm. You'll find about what your local team is doing. They're having movie nights. They're doing, they might be doing disc golf on the I mean, some places, I think it's the Pensacola Blue Wahoos that are owned by uh, one of the part owners is Bubba Watson. The golfer. And so he's they have they've done you know disc golf competitions. So if you're a fan of that team, you can find that stuff. The benefit of the site is that you can go, you know, 24-7, 365, and you could be clicking around thinking about next year's baseball, and you're going on the Del Marva Shorebirds, and you're all of a sudden clicking around. Now you're on their website in the time of year you wouldn't typically be on it, right? And you see something they're doing, or they have a hat special, or, you know, they're doing a holiday special for their their merchandise or something. And it's like, oh, that's a cool shirt. And I believe one of the coolest things about the site that we get to see is that people spend a lot of time on the site. Like, there's people who spend 45 minutes and they just caught the wormhole of clicking on each one of these pins. And all of a sudden they're on. All Jeff. These
5: team sites. Yeah. They found me. That's <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> oh, wait, you know how long he's on.
4: <laughs> we could monitor that. Yes. We can see that. So, yeah. So it's a, it's a, it's cool for that, right? Like you, you're finding things that you didn't know in the off season, which, you know, that's even, that's even better. And uh, even then, if you were traveling to go see family, Right, you're traveling and it's out of season. There's still something for you to do at the ballpark. You could even okay. stop by there and go anytime you want if you just know that you can't. So
5: I'm gonna do the oh, this is so baseball podcasty, but I'm gonna do it anyway. I'm falling into the trap. I'm I'm gonna ask you guys to name. We won't spend much time on this, but I have to do it. Name your top three baseball movies because everybody wants to know that so Corey, we're going to start with you give me a top three okay baseball Uh, please come on
3: no i i i don't know if i can come up with one i will confess right now i don't think i've seen any baseball movies beyond (laughs) the real (laughs) right beyond like we've watched several together but they're like more the one about the saint paul saints and one one about the knuckleball, uh, just in general, and and things like that. But I have not seen a league of their own or no. hmm. that Cleveland Indians one. What's that, that major one?
4: league? Major league, yeah. Stop I, asking I Corey that's... baseball movie questions. Just uh, at that point, what's the Cleveland baseball movie? I mean, Patrick. He, he does not qualify.
5: Lock him in a freaking room. <laughs> grab a six pack and put some movies in. Right. I cannot, but this is, maybe I did hit upon something. Wow. Right. I, right, I think Corey, you, it was
4: an unexpected like, sight.
5: Very unexpected. Okay. So you think you're asking like a silly, you know, fun, uh, just question. And that's very interesting. Okay. Corey, uh, you're gone <laughs> for the rest of the show. Um, <laughs> Patrick, give me, a, are you going to tell me that you don't have three okay, favorites? So
4: I've never watched any baseball movies. no. No, of, okay. course. I, of course, I watch baseball movies um, called football so was, and barbecue. <laughs> right. Right. what, Right. You got the Joe Boo shirt on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nice. <laughs> Very bad to steal Joe Boo's rum. Exactly. Um, so what Corey's talking about is that we one of the things we did during, you know, while while the, the world shut down is we just found all these cool movies to watch on Netflix. And so. It was a lot of documentaries, but they're great. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, of course, uh, the, the battered ba- bastards mm-hmm. of baseball. That was a yeah, great. That was a movie. good movie. Yeah. And just, you know, things you never knew. Like, we didn't know anything about the Portland Mavericks before that. It was incredible. So, yeah, we've watched some good stuff. We watched the Doc Ellis uh, documentary. I learned a mm-hmm. lot about that era, which is right before us. Like, we're right. he's born in 80. I'm born in 81. Learning about Doc Ellis, learning about you know Dave Parker and that Pirates team, that was fun. It's fun to watch those movies too, and I, I it's you have more of an appreciation for watching of it now. Course. But Hollywood fictional baseball movies are like like a whole like a genre that the the world loves. I don't understand. It's like Corey doesn't like Joy. I don't understand.
2: It doesn't make any
4: sense. But I will tell you, I can't watch A League of Their Own. And not cry. It's been that way since I was a kid. Like I watch it, especially the end. I just have a real hard time as they're older and watching them play, watching the real uh, All American Girls Baseball teams play. Walking into Cooperstown, it's just I, I, I still feel something. Plus, Tom Hanks is great, and I love Gina Davis. Even when I was like twelve, I felt something for Gina Davis. I was ahead of my time. I was <laughs> I was well aware of this. And still to this day, wow. Anyway, so League of the Run would be on my top three. No question.
5: All right. So wait, I'm going to interrupt you. Okay. As your Gina Davis agreed, (laughs) she's great in the fly as well. Just everything. Right. All right. Louise. But yes, we actually had on Maybelle Blair and Shirley Berkovich, who actually are, were former players. Yeah. And Maybelle Blair actually is 90. I think she's 95, still going strong and promoting uh, women's baseball. Shirley Berkovich, who passed away, passed away about three weeks after we interviewed her. I I highly this is this is where I uh, self-promotion. But if anyone has not heard that interview with Shirley Perkovich and Mabel Blair on baseball and BBQ. I, I suggest you guys go to it because it's, it's not that Jeff and I were any good, but they are amazing. They, they, the, you have, you guys, either of you heard the, uh, no, probably not (laughs) because they don't listen to podcasts either. (laughs) Right.
4: Oh no, we listen, we listen to
5: podcasts. It's just, you know, first of all, you guys have
4: a huge, huge catalog, which is really impressive. And but now it's nice to know. Hey, go find this. Go find that. It's always yeah. nice to to yeah. know something. But they, to go find.
5: Thank you. But they they're on it, and they oh uh, the the rapport that they have between them is great. Okay, so sorry. Go back. Go back to your. Uh, okay, so a league of their own. League of their own is definitely on the list. I love
4: the Sandlot. I th- I think Sandlot still holds up. I think my kids like the Sandlot and I loved Sandlot when I was younger. My kids still really like it. I do like both of those movies probably more, just a little bit more than Bur- Bull Durham and Field of Dreams. Although I like them both. They're, they're great. I actually, I think if I had to pick a Kevin Costner baseball movie, it would be the the one where he's pitching a perfect game. For I would choose that one. Yeah, love for of love, the love of the game. All right, I would choose that one. But my favorite movie Len, my favorite movie, I'm not talking about baseball movie, my favorite movie of all time is Major League. And it's not even it's like not even close. (laughs) Like I was watching Major League and I must have been like nine or 10 years old. And it's like, first of all, why? Where was mom? I don't know. (laughs) Second of all, like I could I could just, you know, verbatim say all the words in that movie i could give you all of it i've watched that movie on telemundo and i don't speak spanish so i just i want that to be clear my love for that movie so i too have a joe boo shirt i have a lot of major league paraphernalia uh-huh. it is my favorite movie of all time jake taylor it's called shot willie mays hayes Uh-oh. you may play like harry, Light mays, harry right? doyle harry doyle harry doyle I mean, I didn't even realize Bob Euchre was a real person. <laughs> Harry Doyle is a real person, and it's just incredible to be able to know that as an adult. And, uh, and I, I, I have I such appreciation watch, for him.
0: I can watch the scene where, where Charlie Sheen's coming in from the bullpen every time. Every time. Every time. It's incredible. I
4: just, uh-huh. what a great, what a great movie.
5: So, Patrick, give us a uh, Bob Euchre line from that movie. Give us one of his.
4: It, I, you know, I, I always, my favorite ones are the ones they, uh, uh that he swears and um i'm trying to think <laughs> i love it when he comes in and he's wild i think it's like right before he gets his glasses and it's like ball four ball eight <laughs> and he's walked the bases loaded how these guys laid off pitches that close <laughs> he's just so great man yeah so great
0: so i'm gonna bring it back to the website for a minute uh, i'm gonna ask Corey. there's a page here that has baseball travel plans. It looks like day, times, team, and location. Are these your, your guys' travel plans for 2022 and 2021? Yeah,
3: so we try to be aspirational and put those games that we'll be at up before we go to them. And we've ended up being able to meet with a ton of people in this way. So we'll we'll throw it up on Twitter, throw it on that page. Uh, that we're going to a game you know lo and behold there's other folks uh going as well so um so yeah that that is uh last year and this year's catalog of games we've been to i think uh last week's cubs game i didn't put on there and then um wednesday's Sox game i haven't put on there yet but yeah that's uh, we've we, we were not able to, with uh, all the kids we got running around and their activities, to hit as many as we'd like. But we still get to probably 40 or 50 between us every year.
0: Looks like you're fans of the Kenosha kingfish, that's for sure. But I got to ask you, mm-hmm. I see you have on here Savannah Bananas. That must have been an experience.
3: <laughs> yeah, so um, we've gone now, I think, three times together. Uh, and Patrick has gone separately as well. So, yeah, we've, we've seen them. We went down to Mobile. Uh, cool story from that trip. We went down and we, we got to meet with Jesse Cole, the owner. But walking the concourse, Patrick's like, I think that's Jake Peavy. And, and you know, it, it certainly was. So Patrick's like, hey, uh, you know, hey, can we get a picture? And he's like, yeah, sure. And he, he pulls out of his back pocket two World Series rings. And says, "You guys want to hold the rings? Oh, we sure do. Yeah, thank you, Jake. And so, you know, we get the picture of us holding uh, World Series rings with Jake. It was really a fantastic trip.
0: Wow, that you should put that picture on the website. I'd love to see that.
4: (laughs) Yeah, that was a that was a great. That was the first thing. So, like, he's you know, Jake Peavy's from Mobile, and he came out to throw the first banana. And he was there, like, kind of in the dugout and hanging out with everybody during the games. And it would be like, I mean, it was a it's so much has changed in a year guys. Like, like there was the talk and he's like, yeah, maybe I'll come play for him next year. And it's like, look at what happened in the last year. They have a, a a million TikTok followers. Mm -hmm. They are on ESPN with a documentary, like major league players are lining up. Former players are lining up to play for the bananas. And, uh, so Jake got in at the ground level of that. And I'm just glad that we were walking into Hank Aaron Stadium at the same time as Jake was. And like people didn't like put two and two together that Jake P V is in a bananas uniform, but mm-hmm. it's
5: pretty sweet. Do you guys ever I know with Jeff and myself, we will um will like our page or you know, we'll comment. We get all excited. Hey, did you see? You must, with with all the care that you put into this site, there must be some things that you just you look at it and you okay. This the, now I get asked a crappy question. I'm trying to I'm trying to say like what is it about the site that you know on a that that will excite you guys? Like is it a, a visit by a, someone you didn't expect or somebody mentions it you weren't expecting? You know, g- give me something exciting like that.
4: I'll, I'll go first while Corey's thinking. So like it, right, right at the beginning, like right at the beginning, it was, it was like summer of 2020. We had just released, we just released the the map to the public. I am figuring out, uh, you know, Corey gives me the keys to Twitter and to uh, Instagram. And I'm like, what's Instagram? I'm like, it's embarrassing. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've grown a lot with social media in the last two years. I'm kind of proud of that, but And everyone's like, you should get TikTok. I'm like, you have no idea what I just been through. But it was summer of 2020. And I think I want to say, Corey, I think that Ben Hill, Ben's biz from minor league baseball, like retweeted it or something. (laughs) He like shared the map. And, you know, he was the he's the guy that you kind of watch to learn about minor league baseball. I'm finding out a lot about where where what what each ballpark has as he's traveling around and going to places and showing the food and he was one of the first people to do it and you know he's a paid he's a paid employee of baseball to just basically do what we all love to do and just go road trip around and go to baseball games and he shared it like man I don't know I don't know how long this has been a thing but this is incredible these guys did something great I go like Corey did you see Ben Hill just shared our stuff it was a total like total dork moment for me because i'm like ben i don't know uh, how many people walking around the streets know who ben hill is but that was a big deal that was a big deal It, it validated it showed it showed the value of the site to somebody who you know tries to coordinate an entire summer's worth of trips um around the country and has done an incredible job of doing it and is like wow these guys have everything on here. And, uh, he followed us on Twitter, Corey screenshot it. And he's like, you know, this is for you to remember, uh, your fanboy moment for Ben Hill. That was a pretty cool memory. That was right, right around the beginning. It's like, we made it, man. We we made something that people want to see.
3: I had posted on social media, the the website and I, it, it, I put a lot of effort into making sure the site would be able to withstand if it sort of went semi-viral, a load of thousands of people at the same time, and because I thought maybe it might be useful in that way, and that if it if it did happen, I, I didn't want it to to crash. So, um, so that happened uh, one time for us, where we had about eight thousand people in one day. Go to the site, and um, it stayed up the entire time, and I was really proud of myself <laughs> uh, for that. But, but yeah, just the, the the idea that 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 many people had visited in this in the same day was was really incredible because you know we we typically don't see that many numbers. People will use the site you know, once, two, three, four times a year as they're planning road trips and stuff. So it's not something they're typically going back to every day for. Uh, So, you know, we don't get huge numbers on the site, but we do get, um, you know, a decent amount of, of, you know, uh, unique people in a given given year. But, you know, that one day of like uh, seven or
0: 8,000
3: in one day was pretty incredible.
0: That's great. And uh, once this, this episode dropped, I'm sure that number is going to explode to, uh, you know.
4: We're counting on it.
5: <laughs> of course. We, we uh, are the Oprah <laughs> Winfrey of, uh, of websites. You know, it will go viral we? <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I you know guys really appreciate you taking the time out tonight uh, i just have one one or two more questions oh, for patrick you mentioned guy has a, a hat before you're wearing an interesting hat uh so you want to tell us about that one right so
4: you um you you noticed based on our travel that we uh we spent a lot of time in kenosha wisconsin was one place the kingfish And a place that's what I consider like a home ballpark to us, which is funny because we we live in northern Chicagoland area, but that puts us right by the border of Wisconsin. And so if you just kind of zoom on the map to the Chicago area and like just pull up to where you can see all the pins available in Chicago right by the lake. Mm -hmm. If you go and you just kind of imagine an hour and a half radius around Chicago all the way around. We are so blessed to have, I don't know, like 15 teams that we could see within an hour and a half of our house. You know, I can get to the South side of Chicago within an hour and a half of traffic's nice. Mm -hmm. I could also get up to Milwaukee. So I can get to Rockford. I can get to Beloit, Wisconsin. Uh, You can get down. There's a lot of Chicagoland suburbs. You can even actually make progress and get into the, the, um, the Northwest uh, Indiana suburbs, you know, so there's a lot of baseball opportunity by us. And, and one of my favorites has always been Beloit, Wisconsin. I love the snappers. I would take my kids to Beloit snappers and they had like this small, it was like a park district field. It was such a. don't know if you guys have ever been to or seen anything about it. Pullman field was like a, like a, uh, a parks and rec, like a adult softball league. I mean, it wasn't much bigger than that and it couldn't hold a lot of people. And when major league baseball made their cuts in 2020, Beloit was on the chopping block. There was no way they were going to keep baseball. They had to have facilities that were bigger. And um, the owner, one of the owners of the Pensacola blue Wahoos is also from Janesville, Wisconsin as Quint Studer. And he, uh, he was like, I, I'll buy the team and we'll make a we'll make a stadium. We'll make a new stadium for it, and I, I'm not going to say he single handedly do it because obviously that's not, not the case. It's never just one person, but that vision of we're going to re, we're going to make a new stadium. We're going to rebrand and people will start to come. That's what happened to Beloit, Wisconsin. Like he rescued baseball. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got a brand new stadium out there, which is beautiful, right off the Rock River, which is literally on the border of Illinois and in, in uh, Wisconsin. A ball, a foul ball out of the ballpark, goes from Wisconsin into Illinois. Wow, really? Cool. Um, so it's a it's a pretty cool spot. So this is a, a Beloit SkyCar pad. Wow. Um, I I have a, a good friend who's in the uh, merchandise shop, Bob. He's a great guy. And uh, keeps me in my Skycarp gear. It always keeps me up on great new uh, brands that are a uh, brand new uh, gear that's coming out. In fact, I haven't even told Corey this. They've got some cool stuff on the horizon for next year, too. Some new alternate identities and stuff. So it, it's it's a great story because, you know, we saw it. You saw 40 teams lost their affiliation. Either they got in with other leagues or they disappeared. Like mm-hmm. there are Lancaster Jet Hawks in California. They went away, uh, the Lowell Spinners. They went away, Yeah. you know. And and it's kind of it's heartbreak. Think about the communities. Mm-hmm, Think sure. about the, paw, yeah. the Pawtucket Red Sox. They yeah. they never yeah. got to Poor say Tuck. goodbye to their their team.
0: Yeah, it was uh, sad what what Major League Baseball did to them. I don't know why, but bigger minds than us. And I guess so. Finally, guys, you know, we again thank you for taking so much time. Anything you want to promote? You have social media you want to tell us about? Anything, please. US.
4: Well, you know, we uh, fortunately we we got in, and uh, there there isn't a whole lot of baseball mappers out there. So you can find us on social media in all locations on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube at Baseball Mapper. One word at Baseball Mapper, and so that's how people can connect with us on social media, just like you did uh, for the show on our website on BaseballMapper.com there is the the opportunity to contact us contact us if, if there's something you want to uh, that you think would be an asset to add maybe uh, you know we we haven't updated something or you clicked a link and it's not working there's an email to contact us info at baseballmapper.com and you know it, it's supposed to be a collaborative thing it's supposed to be a resource that is uh, you know always working and and always useful and it can only be that way. You know, with everyone's help, so it's a it's a really cool thing that way. Corey, what else am I forgetting?
3: Mm, uh, I that's good. I think you did it. <laughs> um,
2: yeah, you I mentioned we know. have a shop.
4: We we
3: have oh, shirts, okay,
2: yeah.
4: and stickers. One, one of the cool things I will say. One of the benefits is that we we went ahead and we started partnering with some different people through the site, and it could be teams. It could be uh, other baseball makers. Uh, so you'll see some, you'll see some, I, I would say, more more visibility for certain brands or certain teams on the map. And it's because they're partners with us. And uh, what the cool part is with that is like if a team partners with us, for example, the King County Cougars are a partner team on the website with us, and that's a local team for us. Um, they they offer like discounts for people who go to the shop and if you use the code mapper you get 20% off of King County Cougars merchandise just because you're using the site and you're you're a, a friend of baseball mapper so again if we're going to be a resource for baseball fans helping people find other baseball blogs helping people find teams they've never heard of getting people discount off of cool merch i mean man it it doesn't get much better than that
0: so definitely not. i am so happy that i found baseball mapper baseballmapper.com everybody please go there check it out you're going to be you're going to be lost for hours that's for sure
5: yeah yeah guys thank you for putting all the a, as we say about a lot of our guests you do the heavy lifting all we have to do in this case is just go to the website and click
0: hopefully it's <laughs> that, that easy, <laughs> easy. <That's good. laughs> thanks again guys have a good one
5: all right thanks so much for having us This is Doug Scheiding
3: of Rogue Cookers, baseball fan and barbecue world champion. You are listening to the Baseball and Barbecue Show with Lynn and Jeff. Let's play ball.
0: And thank you, Patrick and Corey, for joining us on Baseball and BBQ. Lynn, what do you think?
5: I'm glad you found that site, Jeff.
0: So me too, me too. Yeah,
5: you know, a lot of people will search the internet looking for uh, other things and you search for baseball and I'm glad you, I'm glad you did. You notice I said other things, Jeff. Uh-huh. This, is, this is a G-rated show. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, they, yeah, they were terrific. And, I mean, you really-
0: look, look on the map. I mean, you just you can hover over some of the baseball pins that they have there. And it gives you the team, the team name, the website. And it, it, it was just, I mean, I'm looking now, the Sioux Falls Sunfish. I mean, who thinks there's a, a team like that, you know, or the uh, Bend Elks. It's in Oregon, the Oregon Bend Elks. Right. Uh, you know, it's just amazing that the Medford Rogues, that's the name of a baseball team. I think that's a minor league team. Uh, I'm sorry, it's a collegiate team, but right. they have a, a website and all that stuff. So it's, it's it's a really cool site, really cool site.
5: You can find baseball. Well, the thing is, if you want to find baseball, you can find it. This makes it very easy. It's and it's great,
0: great it, for road trips. Great yeah, for road trips.
5: Yeah, it's it's great. Thank you again, Patrick and Corey. Jeff, the next interview that we have.
0: Before we do that, Len, I'd yeah, like to say, uh, please give us a call at 516-855-8214. Email us at bbq at gmail.com. Comment on our Facebook page, Baseball and BBQ. We have a Twitter. Tweet, tweet at Baseball and BBQ. Instagram, Baseball and Barbecue, with barbecues all spelled out. Our website is www.baseballandbbq.weebly.com. And please rate and review us.
5: And, uh, you know, Jeff, I got to admit, I'm a little rusty. I'm a Uh. little rusty. Two weeks of not recording, I I got a little rusty. So please, everyone, baseballbbq.com for their grilling tools and accessories. You know it. Baseball shaped uh, baseball handle tools, spatulas, um, tongs, and of course the uh, baseball pandemic baseball book club. Go on there, and uh, Jeff. I'm just going to say that Ray's roadside kitchen is open in uh, Cream Ridge, New Jersey, mm-hmm. for some good food. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, this two weeks off was was a long time to uh, to yeah. not record, and now I. I am a little rusty, but I'm just glad that we have this next episode, which is really because of you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. A colleague of mine is friends with Matt Dahlman and reached out to him and then we were able to get him. So,
5: yeah. So here he is. Matt Dahlman. Matt Dahlman
0: grew up in Kansas city with a deep love and appreciation of barbecue. In 2001, Matt graduated from the university of Kansas, married a Texas girl and moved to Dallas his appreciation of both KC and Texas-style barbecue has only grown. While doing youth ministry, Matt found a smoker, cleaned it, and taught himself how to cook barbecue for hungry high school and junior high kids. Matt was doing barbecue catering in pri- private events for 16 years, but really began to develop his craft through the barbecue competition circus, circuit and competing in events like the American Royale. In 2015, Matt opened 18th and Vine Barbecue in the dallas Worth area. Which he sold to his chef partner in 2018. Live Coals Barbecue was launched in the summer of 2018 as Matt desired to return to his catering roots and crafting barbecue for special events and holiday feasts. Matt is here to speak with us, thanks to my colleague Julia Berger, who happens to be a dear friend of Matt. Welcome to Baseball and Barbecue, Matt Dowman. Man, it's
1: it's good to be here. You guys had me hooked at. Baseball barbecue, my heart, pitter patter. It was just it was great. I was excited to jump in. Wow.
5: That, that's did you say, Jeff, did you say uh, barbecue circus or circuit? I said circus and then
0: I correct myself. Which will be done in the editing process at the end of the show. It's oh I it's don't think
5: so. It is a circus. No, it's right? it's a circus. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: No doubt. No doubt. Matt, I gotta have...
5: ask you for first question I gotta ask you. So you're a boy from Kansas City. Mm-hmm. You met a girl from Texas, yep. so you got a mixed marriage going there,
1: huh? <laughs> yeah, you know, and it's we had our first fight over um, barbecue sauce. So uh, you know that was that was true early on in our marriage, and we have both learned to grow and appreciate each other's home style so much. You know, I've I've lived in Texas almost twenty years now, so I'm about to turn the corner on how long I've lived in Texas, and so man, there's a lot to love on both sides. It's pretty fun.
0: And you opened up a restaurant called 18th and Vine in Dallas-Fort Worth area, and that's really a throwback. It's a tribute to the Kansas City area, 18th and Vine.
1: Yeah, it is. It is. It combines, I mean, I guess it combines two of of my loves, barbecue, baseball, and then jazz music. And it was uh, intended to honor and uh, honor the roots of 18th and Vine, a, a neighborhood in Kansas City that married barbecue and jazz together and barbecue as well. So that was, that was where 18 the Vine was born. And I was just attempting to pay, pay tribute to it with um, some Kansas City style barbecue. We also had live music in it. So it just kind of all made sense, right? Um, We had live jazz, we had uh, jazz brunch, all that fun stuff. So that's, that's where 18 the Vine came together. Nice.
5: Now he also mentions a love of baseball. So Matt, Without even realizing it is, you know, Jeff, I like to say the perfect guest. Yes. Like the perfect storm. <laughs> so Matt, you're wearing a KC hat, the Kansas City Royals. All right. So who who's your favorite player?
1: Well, okay, so that's it's just gotta be George Brett. I mean, he's the godfather of Kansas City baseball. Every kid wanted to be number five growing up, and only the coach's son got to be number five. So that's hands down my favorite player. And uh, yeah, I mean, so deep. So, but also the you know the Mets and the Royal story interweave. There's a lot of stuff together there. Oh yeah, Yeah.
0: actually, I I went to Mets fantasy camp this past year, and I wore number 49 in in honor of Ed Hearn, who was a Kansas City catcher, and uh, he couldn't make it this year due to medical issues. But I wore number 49 in his honor. So Casey connection there too. That was
5: nice. That's awesome. And 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 in 2015, Jeff. Who beat the Mets in the World Series?
0: I, you know, it, it does. I don't remember that.
1: You know, it was a, it was a heck of a time to open up a a, a restaurant. I mean, there's so many emotions and energies and, and stress, stuff, stuff coming at you at all angles. And then to have your favorite team back in the World Series, you know, this is their, this was their second right. after the mm-hmm. heartbreak of 2014. Yeah. And, and then you're trying to keep an eye on the ball and, and cook barbecue to the best of your ability. And you've got this, You've got your childhood. You have your dream up here. You want the <laughs> you want to win the World Series, and then everybody's coming in and and joining in and and watching the games with you and stuff. It was a crazy energy. It was so much fun.
5: Well, you you of course you know you mentioned they they were back to the World Series, right? Mm-hmm. So the Mets were in the World Series in 2015. Yeah, they didn't go back.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, and that's where it's like you you just have to appreciate when you get there, and it's not ever there's no birthright here. It's not the, we're not the, oh, Yankees. Yeah. We're not the Yankees. We're not the Yankees. <laughs> right? No, just that way. So you got to enjoy the ride, man. It was, it was a heck of a ride.
5: I don't know why when, when I hear the the Kansas city Royals, well, Dan Kisenberry. Oh yeah. Definitely Absolutely. just <laughs> pops up as, as, as somebody who I remember watching.
1: You know, there's not I uh, I can't throw a baseball like that. I can throw a wiffle ball a submarine, you know, with, with some crazy action on it, but no one can throw a baseball like that, that submarine style. It was beautiful.
5: What's with the, what's with the pine tar with George Brett. I mean, come on. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I mean I think he has a little bit of a fuse and it just happened to be the perfect storm and it happened to be against the Yankees too so uh all the all of those things and legendary. Well so. I
0: give I give George Brett a lot of credit cuz now he he plays that part up really well now. He 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 knows oh, yeah. all about it. he he just plays it up anytime he can. So yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. exactly. So Matt,
0: Matt, tell me, you've been to the American Royale. Are you a regular participant there every year now? You go back every year?
1: <clears throat> you know, I haven't done competitions since opening the restaurant. That was something that um I really enjoyed doing. It was for me, barbecue the, my favorite parts about it is connecting with people. And I'm actually working my master's in counseling. I'm about about finished up at oh, S wow. completing my third year in the SMU counseling program as a a licensed professional counselor. Um, anyway, all that's to say connecting with people is my favorite part. And so doing those competitions, I could get real intense, but really the fun part for me was to see family and friends and to go visit folks. And the restaurant served as that extension for me. So, I mean, competitions are competitions. I think what would be best for me, um, jumping back in the competition world is my kids. My kids, especially my middle son, um, Jones, loves cooking. Um, and we go down to um, the State Fair of Texas and do cooking demonstrations down there. And that's the highlight um, of my one of the highlights of my year. So nice. so I don't know if we'll jump back in the competition circle, but any chance I get to cook with people and my kids, it's just the best. Sure.
5: Well, like Jeff said, and 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 I read in your bio is you were doing you were doing ministry work before ministry, I saw and accounting. Yeah, Yeah. Jeff, Jeff's an accountant. So (laughs) I like,
1: I like to work out a lot of different muscles. So um, (laughs) they're they're all different. You know, I've I've even even acquired what I think what I call is brisket elbow, just from, you know, the repetition of lifting 15 to 20 pound briskets over and over again. So maybe, you know, you mentioned a a friend who was working on some sort of medical helping device, maybe I can work on some sort of wristband for my brisket elbow. It's, it's barking. So.
5: <laughs> so Matt in 2015, you mm-hmm. opened 18th and vine. Yep. And tell us about how, how that came to be and what sets it apart from other Texas barbecue restaurants.
1: Yeah. So 18th and vine for one was in, was, um, we were sit down, we were sit down style barbecue the, the lines, I, I love waiting in line for barbecue. I do. But the the, na- the neighborhood we were in was primarily business customers and and um, there was apartments around us and stuff like that. But waiting in line wasn't going to fly in our little neighborhood. So we, we we cleaned it up. We dressed it up a little bit and had table service. And again, we had a, an upstairs bar with live music and jazz. And 18 The Vine uh, kind of became, a, it was it was going to be a different style anyway. Um, it was going to be Kansas City style barbecue. And then we did a table service with wonderful beer pairings and wine pairings and and cocktails and stuff like that. But, you know, I think the, I think the, the progression of Kansas city style barbecue and Texas, Texas barbecue, when I first moved to Texas, the options were pretty limited, but to see what has come out of the, the, particularly the Texas barbecue model, I'm not just saying Kansas, I'm saying recognizing Kansas city style, but just the incredible growth in the, in the craft of barbecue and so many people doing such a great job. I have so many good friends that are, and I just appreciate so much all of their efforts and I'd, I'd love to connect you with them all. So anyway, there's, I just fun to see. Cause, cause 20 years ago, I mean, I have a story from, from my wedding day of I bought, I mean, I got married when I was 22. I bought my groomsmen a slab of ribs. That was my, that was my gift. That's all I could afford. And I had them brought down from Kansas city And I was a couple slabs short. So, um, I ran over to a a place to be on, not to be named and 11 o'clock in the morning, they didn't have, they didn't have three more slabs ready for me. So they pulled them out of the freezer and threw them on the grill and sauced them up and a little piece of me died. And so (laughs) I knew that I, (laughs) I knew that I had to, uh, had to do something. And, and, uh, again, not just me, but so many folks in, in Dallas and Texas doing great barbecue. So,
0: Absolutely. I mean, I'm looking at your website right now, 18th and Vine, BBQ.com, one eighth, I should say. Um yeah. and it looks up. It looks absolutely great. I mean, the dishes look great. The 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 area, the, the restaurant inside looks great. Well it just I, I yeah. encourage everybody to take a look at this. And when you're in Dallas area, you know, absolutely
1: go go there. Thanks. Fun spot. So
5: and it's much different having the the having a restaurant where people coming in and sitting down and you need to have food ready for them, as right. opposed to one of these barbecue places where people stand in line. They start early in the morning. They stand in line, yep. and when you're sold out, you're sold out, and that's it. Yep. Yep. So yep. it's it's a it's a totally different animal.
1: Yeah, and it's it's an animal a different animal because I mean, admittedly, as a as a restaurant owner at the time and and running running the pits at the same time, I mean, we had people coming in for reservations on a Friday night. And if you didn't have burn ends or you didn't have um, slabs for their family, I mean, it got it got interesting. So you had to really work through a model of of how to have high quality barbecue, the best you could possibly put on their plate at all times. And that was a pretty big challenge. So,
0: so this is a Kansas City style barbecue in Texas. Yeah. How did people react to that? Is that that did you take a chance with that or what 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 did they rioted?
1: Process? They rioted. They had <laughs> <laughs> there, there were some things I told my mom not to look at on the internet. But, um, <laughs> but okay. Will you just full disclosure help me with this? Steven Reichland came in. He came in maybe a, a couple weeks into the of opening up the shop. Am I saying um, Chutzpah? Tell me. Oh, chutzpah! chutzpah. <laughs> thank, thank you, thank you. I'm just
5: full <laughs> disclosure. Thank you. That's all we can thank do. Thank you. <laughs>
1: he he said that I. I mean, in this article about us, he said that I. I had an incredible amount of that. So, um, (laughs) I, I still hold on. I still hold on to that. So. (laughs) Former
5: pod, former, a baseball and barbecue show podcast guest. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, and the other thing is, you know, do you all know Daniel Vaughn? Do you all know Daniel Vaughn, the editor of Texas, Mm -hmm. Texas Monthly and the barbecue? Mm -hmm. I mean, and he, he's done so much for our craft in terms of really, Challenging people and getting people to raise their standards. I mean, his review was, you know, his one review was one of the most intense experiences of my life. Just understanding that you know he's going to come in, the barbecue snob is going to come in at any time to review your place, and you better be ready. And he came for us opening night. And then he came the day after the Royals won the World Series. So I, there's no days off. I had I was there both times, and you know he had to be you had to be ready. <laughs> I could drink some champagne after they won, but I was still going to attend the smokers the next day. So right. um, Anyway. Wow. Yeah. Now,
5: now, Matt, your your oldest son, you have an adopted son from Ethiopia. Yes. And I read that you you make uh, smoked lamb ribs. Yeah. Which I've never had. I, I'd love to try that. And you put a a rub on it, a spice mix called barberry.
1: Barberry, barberry, you got it. Barberry, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's an Ethiopian spice. I got to do that for an event called um, Barbecue Pitmasters, which kind of pulls folks from all over, and um, for as a benefit for Cafe Momentum. And if you'd like to know more about that, I'd love to tell you all about it. But but I got to do yeah some lamb ribs, and I got to kind of you know connect. My, My son is amazing, and he. He doesn't care for a traditional Ethiopian fare. Maybe one day we'll connect with that. But I got to cook uh, lamb ribs. It's a, a Dorper lamb rib. It's a heritage rib. It's a little less gamey, but the berbere spice is amazing. And you can, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty potent. So you really have to only just kind of kiss it with smoke, but I, I, I love cooking those. I'll do them for, I mean, Easter, especially is, is a lot of, everybody loves lamb around that time. You
5: do different things uh, in the yeah. restaurant, which is, which is great. Uh, I saw something else that you do a, a breakfast, the, right? You have like a barbecue yeah. breakfast.
1: Yeah. I mean, we, when, you know, whenever, <laughs> as long as the smokers are going, we were, we were able to, uh, you know, do brunches and breakfasts and all that stuff. So uh, you want to use the name of the game of barbecue is no waste. So you use every, every part of uh, everything, a chopped beef sandwich or a, or a breakfast burrito. So.
0: Let's get into it. You mentioned Cafe Momentum. So why don't you tell us a little about that?
1: Yeah, so Cafe Momentum is a, an amazing organization. It's actually it has a national presence now, just even just recently. Chad Hauser um, is an amazing chef who has worked with kids who have may have a record. They may have um high speed or high school kids. And I I may speak out of place here a little bit, but they've they need someone to come alongside them and and help them and guide them and, and mentor them. And, and culinary arts is an amazing opportunity for them. I know that Cafe Momentum um, recently partnered with the NFL, and I believe they're just off the top of my head, I believe they're expanding even to Nashville and a couple couple great opportunities. But the event itself um, brought pit pitmasters in from all over the country and we cooked for this uh, large event on Sunday, but we also all got to be at a table together um, Saturday night, which is kind of rare in the, in the barbecue world where you can all sit down with um, your colleagues and your, and your, and your families as well. And Cafe Momentum serves, serves you. And uh, it was just a wonderful experience to meet folks uh, from New York, from, from Memphis to all over the place. So anyway, I love that place. Nice. Nice.
5: Now, Matt, well, one, I was thinking about it when Jeff was reading his intro and then you, you just happened to be wandering along and there was a smoker on the side of the road. And (laughs) I mean, I don't know. I, 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 I would love to, Jeff, I've never come up, you know, actually that's not true. You know what we have sometimes on the side of the road when somebody has a, like a gas grill that's Uh been, there's just no hope for it and it's sitting there and uh, but yeah, you actually rescue smokers, don't you? I, I've
2: seen.
1: Yeah. I mean, my first smoker was a little red bullet smoker that probably, the you know, the cheapest piece of equipment you could probably play with. But yeah, I pulled it out of, you know, I don't know if you, probably not in New York, but there's no, there's big trash pickup down here. So you could find some, you can curate some pretty interesting, uh, you know, little artifacts if you're, if you've got an eye for it. So I, again, newly married went in Texas 20 years ago, and I was complaining, it's on me, I was complaining about barbecue. And um, my wonderful wife was like, you know what, stop talking about it and figure it out. So uh, that's, that's what she did. And and so I took that little smoker, took a class at an amazing place called Central Market here in town from the uh, former um, Dallas Morning News uh, food critic, Dottie Griffith. And then I started back then, it was just like, barbecue forums and you could pick you could search a few things and hope you find somebody knows what they're talking about but yeah and then kind of curating what you like and also i had <laughs> i had junior high and high school kids so if i burned up a brisket they really didn't care as long as they you know <laughs> as long as they as long as they were fed so,
0: <laughs> right so, so I, I was doing a little of my uh, trolling and uh you have a on twitter it's <laughs> at at live at the live calls, right? At yeah, the yeah. live calls. Yeah, and I see you rescued something called the Peggy Sue. Oh man,
1: this so is why don't you tell us about a, that? Oh my goodness! Can okay, we sing? Okay.
5: Can we Peggy Sue? No. Peggy Sue, <laughs> <laughs> pretty little bug. <bog. laughs> hey, Peggy, keep going. Let's go. <laughs> I'm, I'm with it. If nobody sings with me, I stop. I know. I know. <laughs> I know.
1: So Peggy Sue's was a, a, a just a. A staple in in Dallas, um, in the neighborhood uh, called Highland Park, real close to SMU, uh, not far from us. And the restaurant itself, I want to say it was open. It used to be a Peggy's. It used to be the oh man, I'm going to butcher the, all the names. Anyway, it's uh, it was just a. It was your stamp. It was your go to, and it had so many memories for from the community. Um, and they had one of the first Oiler models, Oiler um, JNR Pits, which um, JNR Manufacturing makes the Oiler smoker. Um, they're located here in Mesquite. You'll find them. You would find them all over New York. You would find them all over Europe. I mean, California, Texas. There's a million of them. There's there, there's so many, and it's such a great high quality product. And I have a friends at a at a bank who are just Benchmark Bank who love barbecue and they are, are really passionate about it and they fund me on a various uh culinary projects but they this building was about to be torn down um you know you know how things turn over and Peggy Sue's um, had gone out of business and this smoker was sitting there and it was again the smoker that's 40 45 years old so a lot of stories and a lot of people together around around that bar around that pit not to mention it was one of the first models so we were able to rescue it got it for free basically. And, uh, as long as we could get it on a trailer and I took it out to a shop, uh, M M&M, M, um, pit company who ha- happens to uh, refurbish these bad boys. And, uh, it, it's not much to look at now, but it's going to be beautiful. And, uh, Benchmark has been a big part of that. And it's just, kinda, I think it's a fun story. I think it's a fun story. Mm-hmm. And, uh, my friend Corby Farrell has been a big part of that. And it happened to be one of the, it happened to be Daniel Vaughn's first review. So of all, of all restaurants. And so he's, you know, he's a cleveland guy and so he's learned he's 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 grown in his appreciation of barbecue and you can read it for, you know you can see the the story arc of all of his reviews so nice
0: nice is it going to go are you going to be using the, this the peggy sue in, the, yeah. in your restaurant or uh, another project
1: I think it's going to be all for, for events and, and for uh, out in the community. Um, again, uh, Benchmark has a lot of, a lot of fun folks. Uh, we'll find charities to cook for. We'll find special events, you mm. know, um, things like that, that we can use this. And, and uh, it's, it's a beast. So um, <laughs> we can, we can throw a big ball party or a, or a big charity event. So. Excellent.
5: Yeah. Matt, there was something that concerned me on your, uh, on your website, which by the way, everyone, I wasn't expecting to 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 find such a great website, but your your website, and of course now I'm looking, I wrote down is it's thhelivecoals.com, right? It is, That's, yes,
1: the live calls, yes. huh. Yeah,
5: yeah. Go on that site and you will spend a, a good amount of time. There's recipes on there. Thanks. All about Matt. It's just it's a really great site. Thanks. But you thank you. You're you welcome. You said on it variety of Americans. No variety? Did you say for var- Yeah, I get. Oh no, you said majority. I'm sorry. Ma- the majority of Americans, right? Okay, All the yes. Applebee's and <laughs> oh, <no>. Chili's <laughs> as the gold standard of ribs.
1: Okay, I mean, I don't know how many rib songs you could think of top of your head, but um, you know, like that's kind of the broader cultural understanding but i think i think there's a lot of been been a lot of work done to help help people grow in their uh, appreciation of different
5: uh, i hope well, so. of
1: well-smoked ribs yes yeah
5: i hope yeah. so because i mean applebee's and chilies i'm not going to say that their ribs are well you know one day we we'd like we wouldn't mind them advertising on here but yeah heck you yeah. know i i never think of, of <laughs>
0: no applebee's shot of that now Len. <laughs> <laughs>
5: exactly i mean, that's that's interesting though that that Applebee's and Chili's are the, you know, considered the benchmark of ribs, I guess.
1: I mean, on a a broader Americana (laughs) viewpoint, but I think there's, I think there's progress being made in in different regionals regions, you know, it's not like, um, and then you see people doing some great craft barbecue. So.
0: Yeah. And you click on that link and it brings you to another page where, I mean, it, 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 you go down and, and explain, you know, not just the recipe, but why and, and, and how, and it's just, I mean, definitely check this out. I mean, it's just with mustard slather and smoke on and wrap on yeah. And on.
1: yeah, wait,
5: talk about mustard slather. That was going to be my next one.
1: Okay, so mustard well, not that. only is it just a fun word to say, right? <laughs> mustard <laughs> slather, um, I use it to coat my ribs. Um, my ribs. My ribs do have a little bit of sugar content in there, a little bit of brown sugar, and so it, it really does um, adhere to the ribs and kind of as, as a protective coating to build the bark without Charm. so uh, mustard slather is yellow mustard and if whatever beverage you might just happen to have around while you're cooking which generally speaking could be beer or applesauce or whatever you know whatever you're cooking with late night so and uh yellow just a yellow mustard french's yellow mustard little hot sauce a little salt pepper so mustard slathers just fun yeah that <laughs>
5: sounded fun and, and you you also you put uh on that website you have uh music that you like to listen to yeah. when cooking. And
1: yeah. I mean, that's for me, again, it's uh barbecue is connection, um, connection mm-hmm. to things that you you may enjoy and and uh yeah, that's just something I love. So
5: and, and then the other thing is, and Matt, you, you definitely have a good sense of humor because on there, you'll always find barbecue sauce in our fridge. Okay. That, yeah. If if you had ended there, I would have said that makes sense. <laughs> Small containers in my son's backpack. All right. <laughs> long, and yeah. oftentimes in my wife's purse.
1: I <laughs> stand by that and it's hundred percent true. So it's <laughs> so it made know, me it, laugh. I, I'm sure my kids' teachers have had backpack have the barbecue bottles or things explode and they've had to clean stuff up, but uh that's what my, my kids are are known for. So
5: wow, that's no, that's pretty funny. And then on uh like Jeff and I, we we both uh, I, I call it stalking. Jeff calls it trolling. Hey man, you're, uh, you're,
1: you're gathering content. You got you got to exactly yeah.
5: the real pitmasters of Dallas. You're you're in a picture with some mm. pitmasters, and you are wearing <laughs> the Casey Royal hat. So I knew that right there. I am.
1: There. I am. And that was a fun. That was a fun shoot. That was for um D Magazine. Uh, you know, one of the local Dallas spots, and it was bringing together some kind of old and new pit, pit bosses. That was down at Pecan Lodge, a great spot down in Deep Ellum. And the picture itself, I'm sure they could have done this with Photoshop or whatever, but they basically put us in Justin's pit room in the in August and with the smokers blasting. And if you can imagine, I, Texas in August is bad, right? But then you got smoke <laughs> smoke staying in the smokehouse. There's no ventilation in your are <laughs> So they're trying to make us look mean, I guess, I don't know, but um, you know, your (laughs) eyes are on fire. And (laughs) so anyway, that's what that picture is. So it's, I think I laugh about it. I think it's funny.
5: (laughs) And you're also in the catering business. Yeah. Live Coles barbecue. You started that in the summer of 2018. Take us behind the scenes of how one now also does a catering business.
1: Yeah. So for me, catering, one of my, my favorite things to do because one, I get to cook for special events. I get to cook for the amount, the quantity for that event. So again, going back to the to the no waste model of barbecue, which is primo, big, big importance, especially with the price of brisket right now. And then, and just to be able to curate it, to be able to curate whether it's a, I mean, I don't know, company Christmas parties, which we, we did a, a bunch or, or Thanksgiving's or wedding parties, stuff like that. Little things where you can connect with the person in charge and just know that they, and you've got them taken care of and they don't have to worry about you. And you're going to serve the best barbecue and your, your people are going to be on point and you're going to be on. I, I love catering. Um, I really like, I really like teaching, honestly. And we've been doing some, um, I had a chance to do a uh, cooking class for my, my friends at um, St. Judeo cliff, my church group, uh, two, two weeks ago. And I, and it had been the, the, the first class that I had taught in person since the pandemic. And I, Almost in, in the middle of session, in the middle of class, I was like, man, I haven't done this. I haven't done this for a year and a half. And it, this is so much fun for me. So those are the things that, that I love. And, and catering and, and doing cooking classes and stuff like that is uh, a great way to connect with folks around barbecue, around the smoker. Absolutely.
0: And I got to tell you, Len, Matt tweeted us a little while ago. And he uh, I want to let him tell the story of the Game 5 Rally Ribs in the Roost. So
2: please you guys want that story? Oh yes. sure? Absolutely. Hell yeah. Absolutely <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay, I mean I appreciate you being vulnerable, but you know that was obviously the game, game 5 of the World Series and uh again all the emotions of a, opening a new restaurant and and all the energies and the exhaustion of that series it was a, that series had I don't know how many games, two, three games that went to extra innings probably.
0: Yeah, uh, in 2015.
1: Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So all of those. And then as a new restaurant owner, I was entertaining folks who were watching the game and staying up and then throwing the briskets on. So the Rally Ribs, it was game five. I was dead exhausted, and we had a big crowd of Royals fans at the restaurant. I knew that if the Royals had a chance to win that series, I wanted to be at home with my wife and I wanted to be with my brother. And I loved all the guests that we had there, but I just wanted to be in that place. Right. So we had a packed, uh, this room, the Roost was an upstairs, is an upstairs bar and holds about 40 people. And so it was full of Royals fans and that's a big crew for Dallas. And I sent up, I don't know, six, eight slabs on the house, just threw them out there, fed, fed the crew. Cause at that point it was tied in the ninth um this was a, five this was a game where
0: matt harvey went out in the ninth inning and, and the place exploded and yeah and he gave up a hit and then go on go on Matt.
1: it's an open wound so yes, if you want to keep, keep going with that keep going keep going keep going keep going keep going keep going so i sent up took pictures of it sent it up went up there to send them uh the ribs i'm like okay guys i I'm out. I got it's you know I don't know twelve o'clock twelve thirty. <laughs> I gotta go. Let's get this done. So sent up the rally ribs. The Royals won the series. I celebrated at home. Came back probably two hours later <laughs> and kept the pits going that day. And the best part about that was uh, Daniel Vaughn showed up the next day for a you know a little piece of review and asked me. He's like I didn't think you'd be here today. I was like. Where else am I supposed to be? They just won the World Series. We're, I can't miss this, so <laughs> we're keep going. So, Rally Ribs, uh, Game Five, and Hosmer and all the love. So, I'll um, I'll leave it at that. Okay. <laughs> I won't even mention, oh, never mind, I'll see. Uh, no, I don't no. <laughs> you know, i We'll see. No, no. I
0: know, I know, I know all about it. Lucas, dude, with the bad throw <laughs> and Hosmer.
1: I get that. I remember that. <laughs> you guys are being kind. You guys are being kind to me.
0: You know what? Uh, Len and I met, I don't know if you know Sean Ludwig. He's, he's from uh, Kansas City, also. He, okay. he writes for the spokesheet and New York City barbecue. Oh, and man. we met him. He's from, he's from Kansas City, and we met, met him at a, at a barbecue restaurant. and, he was telling us about 2015 because that's where he's from, Kansas City. So uh, yeah, very used to it. <laughs>
1: well, I will I will say just as a just as a, a restaurant owner and, and you know sports, whenever you can gather a crew together to watch it, at restaurants it means it's a big a, you know a big revenue booster. You know, we have watch parties and that was a big deal for us as a <laughs> restaurant open for a month and all of a sudden you have people hanging out watching uh-huh. baseball. You know, so oh, yeah, that's a big deal.
5: Yep. And, and you know what, Jeff? I mean, obviously we wanted the Mets to win, but it was K- Kansas City was back for the second year. yeah. And as a Met fan, you were hoping, OK, this, they got their taste. They got they were not expected to get there at all. Right. And then, you know, next year would be our turn. And that isn't how it worked out. So, you know, yeah. no, not not at all. Not at all. I appreciate, so now, you guys, I
1: appreciate you guys being open up, opening yeah. up.
5: <laughs> we're, we're, we're baseball fans, you know, okay. I mean, that's that's yeah. the thing. So let's talk a little baseball, too, because I, I wasn't expecting it, It's so funny. I, I didn't. A lot of times we'll have interviews with 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 barbecue people. And as a matter of fact, the, the last one we just had, Jeff, I can't remember who it was, but we, we stopped recording. Josh Tolley. Uh,
0: Josh Tolley. Okay.
5: Oh, yeah, it was Josh Tolley. So it was the opposite, right? Josh Tolley, right, For, you know, f- former major league player. We finished recording and he says, "Oh, and you guys didn't ask me anything about barbecue." He says, "I I you know, I was going to uh, I was going to talk about brisket and my Traeger." And it's like, yeah. oh, "Are you kidding me?" So, <laughs> but this time we know you're you that you're a baseball fan. Give us your opinion on this whole lockout and and you know, who's being the who's being childish in this whole thing?
1: Oh man, I just I think it's you see let me, let me say this. I think I was thinking about this a little bit today about what I would miss the most. And, you know, watching that lock, watching the, the the COVID season, not this past one, but the one before where they had no fans, right. Mm-hmm. And you had, it just seemed a little shallow or it seemed, it seemed empty we were lacking something, right. Obviously the play on the field is great, but just the whole thing. And I just feel like i'm not going to point fingers but just you're sh- so sh- short, short-sighted in in the opportunity to build memories for the next generation of fans and we've all, we've been through a lockout or two in our lifetime and those have gone before us have gone through three or four but and each one is always kind of an emotional setback and just a bummer so i don't know how i don't know how to explain that to my to my ten-year-old um, son, who's just hoping to go to a Rangers game this year and, and see a, and see live baseball. Right but there's a so this is where everybody's being short-sighted.
0: That's a good word for a short-sighted because they definitely, uh, you know, this is not the not the time to uh, not have baseball. Yeah. yeah, especially come off the COVID season. And, and yeah. let me ask you about a uh, COVID. Uh, have that affected your business last year when uh, we were in the heart of the pandemic?
1: Yeah, I think I think for me and and at this point, I, I I do think that, well, yes, I mean absolutely in in, in so many ways, and thankful for the uh, response acts and the people that are that are willing to to jump in. I think, you know, for me at, at this point, I'm I'm more in the on the catering side, primarily doing ki- catering as is. But I and I have partners. I have staffing partners, have people that that you know event event venues, and that's that's where it's it's really really hard. Who just they're counting on events being booked um every weekend or those kind of things and when they when they fall apart i mean it's one thing if i don't if i don't have to put the costs in to cook i miss out on that opportunity yes but mm-hmm. when i when i'm i have nothing when i have nothing to cook or i have nobody to host that's a whole other thing so well
0: how's business how's business today it's it sounds like <laughs> it looks like it's doing great i mean again yeah. i'm looking at your website and you have three different dining experiences you have the roof <laughs> the dining room and the bar and well, uh, I mean, it just looks very elegant. I tell you from the picture. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks. And and uh, for me, for mostly catering right now, so so I kind of take I take stuff as we as we want. So okay. Thank you. Yeah.
5: Now I have got to go back to the website. You talk about ribs and removing the membrane, which mm. is yes. is it is basic. Uh, I mean, at least I I think so. I always oh remove the membrane. I've heard some restaurants because it it does take some time to do numerous ribs they don't but okay (laughs) and and then you talk about how to remove it and 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 the funny thing you said is you use a kitchen towel if single to to (laughs) grab it Mm -hmm. and a paper towel if married (laughs) so so is that like drinking directly from the milk carton when you were single and then pouring in the glass when you
1: marry. Totally. totally. I I think my wife doesn't get, she doesn't get kitchen towels as much anymore, but mostly because I made a huge mess of them going on early, early on, but it's a simple, really simple process and kitchen towel, paper towel actually works really great in the whole thing. And I don't know, I can, there's nothing, I'm a pretty patient person, but my, my, you know, into anger intensity can raise pretty quick when I've got a rib with a with the silver skin on the back. So it really frustrates me.
5: Well, you you know, what's fun about, it's fun taking off the membrane. It's like, it's like when you, when you're a kid and you get a bad sunburn and then, you know, it starts to heal (laughs) and then you, you take off like a sheet of the sunburn when, when you, right. When you're removing the membrane Uh, and the challenge is trying to get it all in one sheet. You know, yeah, and,
1: and how cool does it look when it all comes clean yep. and, yeah. show
5: <laughs> and
1: uh, that that I will never remove um, some silver skin from some ribs without thinking of that now. So thank you for putting that here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I put that in your
5: head.
1: <laughs> That's amazing. Well, Matt, uh, we really appreciate your time. Let me ask
0: you this before we wrap up. Yeah. Any, any social media you want to plug? Instagram, Twitter, yeah. websites, please. The floor is yours.
1: No, no problem. <laughs> Let me remember what all my what all my handles are. But the Twitter is at the live calls and at the live coals, T-H-E, live calls. And then uh, Instagram is live underscore coals. So, um, man, I, I'm so thankful to, to find your po- I don't know how the algorithm didn't bring me to you before, but um, I've gotten to listen to your your interviews with Artie Davis, Joe Postnansky, and I feel like I'm just starting off. So I can't <laughs> can't wait to I can't wait to dig in. So thank you guys. Awesome. <laughs>
0: oh, thank well, you. We, and I, I see a yeah. picture of you and Artie Davis on uh right. Twitter. Yeah, so, heck so, yeah! yeah. I mean, you, you met
1: the king there, huh? Oh my gosh, it was Royalty. so much fun, and and he came through a couple of times, and every time I was like, man, I, I just sit at your feet, so it's awesome.
5: <laughs> well, we are very thankful to you and you know, it's the same thing there with, you know, Jeff had the connection and we're just glad we found you. And we, we had one guest on and I asked this question. So now I'm a little hesitant to ask. I, I asked <laughs> if you'd come back on now, this other guest dead panned, you know, they were joking, but they said dead panned. No. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm not going to ask. We're just going to call you.
1: Yeah. We'll just call, call you. Me, <laughs> call me, text me. You, I, I, uh, I put my number out there. I'm a barbecue. I like the barbecue support line. So I'm here for you anytime.
5: Yeah, we'd love to have you back. We yep. appreciate it. And, you know, it, it, we, we're we glad you found us because baseball and barbecue, this is, it's perfect for you. I mean, you, you're our, not only are you our target guest, but you're our <laughs> target audience.
1: Well, I, I appreciate it, man. I, I hope I, I will, uh, I, I love, I can't wait to dig into some more shows. It's awesome. Great. Great. Thank you very much, Matt. Thank you. Thank you. I right. appreciate you guys. You guys are awesome.
5: Thank you very much, Matt Dahlman. And thank you. For, <laughs> this is the second time we we want to thank uh. you, Matt Dahlman. Um, You know, Jeff, we don't often replay uh, interviews. No. And we had to decide on on an interview to replay. It was not an easy decision, you no, know, but no. this but I again. When you listen to this one uh, for the second time, and now it's for me, it's multiple times, it's a really nice, good episode. And, uh, and, and, and go Matt's, web,
0: Matt's website is thelivecoals.com.
5: Yes, Jeff. Bet online, we are brought to you by Bet online, and that is where the game starts. And you know, Jeff, I know that you are tired, uh, you stink. <laughs> i know you just got back i know you you're jet lagged i i don't have anything else that to say do you have anything else
0: well let's bring it home and how do we how do we end the show
5: with the poet shell the musician dave dresser we hope everybody enjoyed this episode we will be back with episode 159 jeff welcome home Baseball always brings you home. Thanks, guys.